from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 228, The Power of the Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Yes, going to be doing an episode here on uh, The Dark Crystal. I thought it would be a good time to cover that since Netflix is having a new episode uh, or a new series coming out. Uh, so before I get into that, I wanted to go over uh, just some preliminary information. Uh, this is going to be a relatively short episode. Uh, I am actually about to go on a trip with my wife for vacation. Uh, we're going on. Uh, we're going overseas. Uh, I will have more details about that when I get back because uh, Robert and I talked about doing an episode where uh, he talks about his trip to France. I'm going to talk about my trip that I'm going on, and uh, I think that'll be kind of fun. I'll be looking for geeky things. I don't know if there will be with where I'm going, and if you want to know where I'm going in advance. Uh, you might want to sign up for the Patreon episodes, and uh, though in in that I did talk about where I'm going and uh, the excitement involved with that. Um, I am also in this episode. I am actually down in my kitchen area uh, using a portable recorder, uh, which is something I use often on the Patreon episodes uh, because I usually record those kind of in the middle of the night, very spur of the moment. Uh, I it's just very comfortable for me to sit at my kitchen table here and record. So I thought that's what I would do tonight because I'm also recording this kind of the same way I do with the Patreon episodes, which is it's very off the cuff. It's very, uh, it's unedited. So you're going to hear a lot of ums and uhs and possibly me coughing because I did just get over a cold uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, still have the cough and, and everything. And, uh, yeah, this is the Wednesday night before I go on my trip, which starts on Friday. I'm hoping to get this episode out before I leave because I want to get an episode out to you guys. Uh, but I also knew I couldn't 
really have time to schedule it with the other guys and everything else. It's not that they wouldn't be willing to. It's just I didn't know when I could record. And right now it is 1230 in the middle of the night. So obviously all the other guys are probably sleeping. This is not a time that they would be looking to record. Uh, I worked a late shift today. So I worked, uh, for me, a late shift where I work is from 11 till 8. So I got to sleep in a bit. Uh, I do have to work at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, so tomorrow morning is going to be kind of rough with me doing this episode tonight. But like I said, I wanted to get an episode done. Like I said, I'm not going to edit this one at all. I'm literally going to put the opening music and the closing music. So whatever happens in this episode is what happens. And that's honestly how I do the Patreon episodes. And I never know what direction I'm going to go in. I never know what um, tangents I'm going to go on. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. Uh, it's probably not going to be very long because I will be tired at some point. And also I want to get a good night's sleep. But I also want to be able to get this episode out pretty quickly uh, for you guys. But like I said, I wanted to get something out uh, for you guys. and But I didn't want to just throw something together. I wanted to do something that maybe had a little bit of meaning. And something that uh, maybe the other guys wouldn't be disappointed that they missed. Because I don't know if the other guys are into the Dark Crystal. Uh, I know that I'm a huge Jim Henson fan, Muppets fan, all that type of stuff. You guys know this. Um, so the Dark Crystal was something I absolutely adored growing up, and uh, as well as Labyrinth and all that type of stuff. Um, so I have been loving the fact that uh, Boom Studios and Archaea and everything else are have been doing comic series and everything. Uh, based on these properties. And then when I found Netflix was going to be doing a uh, series, uh, I was very interested because Netflix has been doing an amazing job when it comes to different things. I, I really liked what they did with Voltron. I liked what they did with She-Ra. I know some people didn't care for that, but I thought She-Ra was actually done very well. Uh, this, I absolutely saw, I saw the trailer recently for it. It's uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. It comes out August 30th. So just in a couple months or just a few months and, uh, it looks like it's puppetry, you know, which is really awesome that they went back to the origins of that. There does look like to be, look like there's gonna be a little bit of CGI work, but you gotta have to expect, uh, expect that nowadays. Um, you really can't hit, have the full effect without doing some CGI, but it looks like there's gonna be a lot of traditional puppetry going on, or at least it looks that way when you look at it compared to the original Dark Crystal. Now, the original Dark Crystal came out in 1982. Uh, it is definitely a favorite movie of mine. Uh, it, it has its super creepy moments and everything else. I haven't watched it in a while, um, and maybe after doing this episode, I will go back and, and rewatch it. But it's, it's a cool story. It's an awesome world-building story. Uh, I really enjoy it uh, a lot. Uh, and always wanted to learn more about that world. And thankfully, uh, due to what Boom Studios has done in our, uh, their division of Archaea, they've come out with a lot of comics. They did uh, Myth and Creation, I think it was called, which was a uh, hardcover series of three. Uh, there was three hardcovers that came out, and it was uh, the art in that was done by Brian Froud, who I believe if if memory serves me correct, correctly, he was involved with the original Dark Crystal a bit. Um, 
uh, maybe with concept art or something like that. But I, uh, his artwork was fantastic. I really loved those hardcovers. Uh, I have all three volumes. And then I saw that they were going to be doing more stuff. Uh, I have been collecting the Dark Crystal issues. And then when the issue, when they're done with the series, they, they've been releasing like hardcover collections. Like I think there's three hardcovers for every 12 issue miniseries that they do. So I've collected those also just because the hardcovers look awesome and uh, they're done really well. And if you ever listen to the Patreon episodes, if you, if you become a member there, you'll hear me talk about how much I really enjoy hardcovers, especially when they're really well done. And these ones have definitely been really well done. Um, I wish they weren't divided up into like three volumes. Like each hardcover has only like four issues in it, but they're still done really well. They still look beautiful and they've got a lot of great art in them. Uh, David Peterson, who is known for mouse guard and everything else. He's done a lot of covers like variant covers and everything else for these dark crystal issues. And, uh, they look, the stuff he's done has been beautiful. So, uh, wanted to cover a modern day comic with you guys because I haven't done that in a while. Like we've been covering these retro issues and stuff like that, but we haven't really covered any of the modern day comics. So I thought, well, with the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance coming out and love my love of the original Dark Crystal, I was like, you know what, let me cover one of these um, Archaea issues uh, that, that Boom Studios has been putting out. Especially because I haven't read any of those yet. I, I have collected them. There's the Power of Dark Crystal, and right now they're doing Beneath Dark Crystal. So I have collected all of them, but I haven't read any of them. So what I did today was I actually read the first issue of The Power of the Dark Crystal, which is where the title of this episode comes from. Uh, so that's what we're going to cover here. Uh, I will tell you the... Um, just going to cover the first issue. It is a 12-issue uh, miniseries. Uh, it is based on the screenplays uh, by Craig Pierce and Annette Duffy and David O'Dell. So I didn't look to see if there's been some type of plays that have been done in the past or some other type of series, TV series, or something like that that screenplays were created for. Uh, I'm I'm just, I don't know. Um, But uh, it'll be something for me to look into. If you know about what these screenplays were, please let me know. uh, Because, again, I'm, I'm a big fan of this property. Uh, I would love to learn more about it, you know, just knowing that there's more out there that it might might not be aware of. Uh, it's written by Simon Spurrier, who I actually like as a writer. Uh, and this issue is no exception. I, I really like what he did with this. Uh, it's illustrated by Kelly and Nicole Matthews. I think the art on this was beautiful. Uh, it is done really well. It's got this cartoony style to it, but it's still got some depth. And there's some interesting choices, which you'll hear me talk about as we go through the issue. Uh, it's lettered by Jim Campbell. Uh, the cover is by Jay Lee and Ju Chung. Uh, Jay Lee has been around for a while, and I really like his artwork. The cover on this is beautiful. So what it is is we have uh, Jen and Kira. They're looking older. Uh, we have uh, Fizgig uh, at, in, on uh, Jen's left shoulder there. Uh, we have the Mystics, which were known as, known as the Uru. Uh, they're all surrounding the dark crystal and inside the dark crystal itself 
is uh, Chamberlain, which was one of the Skeksis. And if you remember from the Dark Crystal, the the Uru and the Skeksis were split. They originally were Urskeks, is was the the species that they were originally. And then when the Dark Crystal split was shattered. Uh, they became the Urus, which in the movies are mostly known as just the mystics. I don't, I can't remember if they're actually referred to as the Urus in the movie. If they do, it's like very quickly and it's tough to, to hear it, but they're, they're known as the mystics for the most part. And then you have the Skeksis, uh, which are the evil, uh, versions and everything else. So, uh, it's a beautiful cover, uh, really well done. Um, to go into the issue itself, I'm actually going to read some of this narration. Uh, this is what I liked that they did here was that they they started telling a story through narration, and then you go right into uh, you have a little then you have a little bit of dialogue with narration, and then it's the whole rest of the story is followed just by dialogue, which is exactly what the movie did. If you go back and watch The Dark Crystal. There is a voiceover that that starts off the the movie, and it talks about what's happened and what's what the world is like, and then you get to see uh, a little bit of action and dialogue. But then there's more uh, narration that happens, voiceover work that happens, and then the whole rest of the movie is all uh, dialogue and story driven and everything else. There's you don't really have the voiceover anymore for the whole rest of the movie. Um, which was very effective and they did the same and Simon Spurrier did the same thing in this and, and granted maybe some of that was from the screenplay I don't know but I liked that consistency of the theme that you know they start off with this narration and then they go into a little bit of the dialogue with narration and then they go completely into dialogue and, and storytelling uh, we do see some symbols on this first page it reminds me of the great conjunction that happened in Dark Crystal um, so I'm going to read this because it it's just interesting. It kind of sets for you, uh, without you even being able to see the pages, it sets for you what exactly is going on. And then I'll, I'll go back and talk about some of the artwork and what we see. So it says, Another world, another time, beyond the age of wonder. A hundred years ago, the land was barren and blighted until the cracked crystal was healed. A hundred years ago, a single piece of it, a shard of the crystal, was returned. Here, in the castle of the crystal, after an eon of darkness, two bright souls restored the world. A hundred years ago, the crystal was healed, and in its light, a lost race was reborn. A proud people, with their quick minds, their quick lives, devotedly worshipping the source of their wonder... Today the devotees gather as they gather every day in the sacred chamber where the crystal rests upon an altar of offerings. A hundred years ago, this was the place of horror where the cracked stone seeped its evil upon a shaft of fire and air, a place where the Skeksis ruled, the Skeksis with their hard and twisted bodies, their harsh and twisted wills. As they ravaged the land, so they stole new life from its people. But now the Skeksis are gone. A hundred years ago, the crystal was healed. And now the tribes of the, this land, the land of Thra, rule in its name. Forever striving to maintain its light, its balance, its purity. 
determined at all costs to avoid the return of the Skeksis and the source of their evil. And it opens up to the power of the Dark Crystal, just like in the movie, they have um, they they have the narration, and then it goes into the Dark Crystal. You see, like the opening scene and everything else, and the narration continues. It says a hundred years ago, the crystal was healed here in a sanctuary. At the crest of the castle, there came to live the great sage, Ogra. Older than time, alone of her kind, hers are the unknown ways of the stars and their secrets. Once, all the world came to seek their wis- her wisdom and her words, but now no visitors come. But today the ritual gives no comfort, for today the stars share a new secret. And then it goes into uh, what's happening. So I'm going to go back just a little bit. Uh, There's a little bit more narration that I'll get into in a little bit, but this is kind of the point where you get a little bit of the dialogue along with the narration. But at the very beginning of this, so this was over several pages. The first page um, we see where it starts talking about uh, everything. We see the crystal castle, uh, which was the the dark that dark castle at the beginning of dark crystal and if you remember at the end of the dark crystal it turned when they were reunited as the Urskex, uh the castle turned uh kind of shattered and it turned back into that white crystal castle and around all of this castle uh is just life and you can see like different creatures and you can see uh the forests and water and everything else where if you remember when it was the Skeksis ruling that castle, it was a barren wasteland. Uh, so we know now it's been a hundred years since everything happened. Uh, so we, we start building on this world some more because we're going to start finding out lifespans of, of characters and everything else too. Uh, we go into the chamber where the dark crystal is. And now instead of it being just, the middle of this empty room now there's like all these offerings underneath the crystal and there's like huts around it and there's uh, tapestries hanging up and everything else <clears throat> and we see that there's uh these hooded beings that are overseeing it and there's uh more drawings up on the walls of of what has happened telling the history and everything else so that's really cool uh then we see we go up to Agra where there's the she's watching the skies through this unique telescope that it's, it's almost like it it's sending a beam to her head and everything and that's where she stands up and we and we kind of see and that this is the, the point where it talked about that sh- uh, today it shares a, a new the star share a seek a new secret she goes she gets up in here like you can imagine if you remember Agra from the movie, like she's just, she's got a certain way of talking and she groans when she has to get up and everything else. And that's what she's doing here. And she's like, something's coming. And, uh, and then someone uh, yells out that a fireball tore through the forest and, uh, you know, the guard, there's these guards and they're all, uh, uh, Gelflings that are like in this armor now and everything else. And, uh, Ogre's looking down at them and everything. And, you know, there, there is this being in the fire. So there's this, this fire just, you know, landed, this fireball landed. And there's just like this little hint of a being in that fire. Um, 
and people have noticed it, but no one's doing anything yet about it. Uh, so then we get a little bit more narration. I'm going to read that as well. So it says, a century ago, the crystal was healed and the young heroes who restored it received a sacred duty to make their world in its light. But now they are old. Take as today as every day, they slumber in a trance of peace and entrust the future to clans and their ways. But today the ritual gives no comfort for the light of the crystal is fading. So we find out that, that Jen and Kira are still alive. Uh, they've been overseeing everything, but they're so tired and they're so old that they've kind of entrusted uh, others to uh, dictate what should be going on and what what needs to happen. So uh, we have like a, almost like a magistrate here who's uh, like uh, overseeing everything, making sure everything's organized and make sure the crystal is happy. It's almost like, it's almost like the crystal is a being now to people. It's like a, it's like a God to worship and, uh, you need to bring offerings to it and everything else. But they're noticing that the, the crystal is actually, uh, starting to fade and, uh, they're concerned, but they, what they feel is that it just needs more offerings. We just need to bring it more offerings and then everything will be fine. Uh, which as you can imagine is not going to be the case. Uh, but now we get this, uh, fire being, and I believe this is like really the last, pretty close to the last bit of, of narration that comes along with this. So, uh, let me go ahead and read this. It says a hundred years ago, the cracked crystal was healed. And today a stranger has come today. The secret path of the castle moat brings no comfort for she knows her quest has barely begun today to save her people. She must commit a terrible crime today. All of Thra shall become enmeshed in the firelings fate. And we have this little fireling who kind of looks like a gelfling that's on fire. I mean, it's kind of really what, what she, uh, this creature looks like. And I think it's a, she, um, it, I mean, it doesn't have to be, it could be completely androgynous, uh, but it's, it's got all this fire around it and it, everywhere it walks, it's got, you know, the flames surrounding it and it's trying to find a gelfling, uh, and it finds these creatures and stuff. And it's asking if it's, uh, if they're gelflings and stuff that her tribe is from a uh, world far away and they need help. Um, and she's like, let me show you. And what she does is she, you know, touches the creature and it shows about, uh, you know, her family and her, where she comes from and how they have, they have sent her to go help save them basically. Um, but as soon as she shows all this, the creature she was touching runs away and she calls it a coward and everything. Uh, but then we see Ogre's eye is watching what's going on. It's being held by like a, a bat and, uh, it's, I don't think it's one of the crystal bats like we, we saw in the dark crystal. Uh, at least we don't see that much of it, but we do see that it's holding over his eye, uh, which is fantastic. And I, I just love how, uh, this is so reminiscent of the original dark crystal. Cause she's just like, Hmm, bad or good, difficult to say. And, uh, so I love that because in the dark crystal, I remember her saying like something was good or bad and she's not sure which way it would go. Like only time will tell and only fate really knows. So, but she calls down to the soldiers, 
Uh, she calls him son of a muck maggot, which was pretty funny. Um, and she's like, you down there, rock spittle, son of a muck maggot. Uh, and she tells them to go inspect uh, and, and bring this fireling to her, this fire creature that, that came down. And uh, they are supposed to be watching the gate. That, uh, but they're like, you know what? We haven't heard from Ogra in a very long time. And if she's calling down, it must be important. So they actually tell an acolyte to watch the gate which was kind of interesting. So I don't know if that'll play into the story later or not, but just found it interesting. Uh, we have the guards, you know, getting near the fireling, but the fireling does hide in some of the caves and everything else. Um, and, uh, she notices candles that are, uh, within the, the entrance to castle. Uh, she's been able to kind of get into the, the castle through underground dwellings and everything else, but she touches, uh, the candles that are there and we get glimpses of, uh, Chamberlain and the Skeksis and it's most, mostly, uh, Chamberlain. Uh, and we see the swords. If you remember Chamberlain clashing to rule and having those big swords and we see those. And we also see, a uh, she's getting a glimpse of what has happened in this castle that, uh, Jen jumped onto the dark crystal, put the shard into it. And, uh, or actually I believe, yeah, it was, well, Kira took Jen to it from, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but, uh, Kira flew Jen to it. And because of that, Kira got stabbed and Jen put the, uh, shard back into the crystal. And then the Urskex were able to help revive Kira. So this fireling gets to see all of that. Um, I remember really liking the crab creatures, which are the Gartham. Uh, I thought those were really cool. Like they would be very intimidating in real, in the real world. But I remember really liking them. They kind of reminded me a little bit of the Rancor, but this movie came out before return of the Jedi. Um, but it has that lumbering type of look to it and everything else. Um, and I remember them having this like this like sound that was a little intimidating. Like if you heard it coming, I could see how that, you know, if you lived in that world, it could be kind of terrifying. And I remember them busting through the walls and, and everything else to uh, collect podlings and the, find the gelfling and stuff like that. Um, with the fireling, going back to the story here, uh, the fireling, uh, from what it saw realizes through some of the stories on the walls and everything else that she just needs a sliver. She needs a sliver of the crystal. Um, but as soon as she realizes that that's when the, the soldiers show up and they're, they want to get her, you know, like let's go get her. And she shouts, stay back. And she ignites and causes this huge flame. And they're kind of afraid to just go after her again. Uh, they decide they need, uh, the commander decides that they need some water, uh, to really be able to drown out the fire and bring her in. Uh, we then see the, the firelings overseeing, uh, the entrance to the, uh, the gate, uh, into, to go see the crystal. And we see that people are lined up and they're bringing offerings. And 
like they bring the finest things in order to be able to come in because evidently the the crystal has healing properties like this person wants uh they say they can't bear my limp any longer another person says they want to restore their hair uh and then we have a podling uh that come family that comes up and they have a uh a little one who's actually dying their daughter is dying and their crops failed so they don't have any offering and uh the one acolytes looking at them and saying like uh you know, podlings are always looking for sympathy. If there's no offering, then there's no entry. And this is making the fireling kind of mad. Uh, she doesn't understand why you would turn away someone that needs help. Uh, but then we see a gelfling come running up who has kind of a scarred face uh, a bit. And But she has, she gives this offering, he or she gives an offering to the podling family and says, uh, you know, here's a crystal. It can't fix me, but it can heal her. And they're like, oh, bless you. You know, like we can't take your birthstone, but she says it's, it's not a problem. Please take it. Um, so that's when the fireling smiles at this and says, well, perhaps these gelflings aren't so bad after all. But then she notices the other acolytes uh, chastising this one gelflings uh, saying that, you know, you're a fool to have given that away. Uh, that this, uh, the blight that you have must have uh, scrambled your mind when it left you those scars. And the fireling doesn't like this because it sees them as bullies, which causes the fireling to kind of ignite a little bit more and fall and burn the balcony that she's on and actually falls below, which freaks everyone out because they're like, oh my God, this, this person's on fire. But then they realize, no, the person actually is the fire. Um, and that's when the, the troops actually douse her with water. Uh, then we go back inside and we see, you know, the people, the podlings and everything else, the people that came in, they are wondering what the noise was in the background, but they're, they, they can't be focused on that because they need to get, uh, they need to be healed and everything else. So they bring the offerings, they put it at the base and they notice that their daughter is starting to breathe better. Um, and everyone's is being thankful, but then all of a sudden the light starts to dim and everyone's like, what's happening? And, uh, the magistrate that's overseeing everything says, uh, evidently the offerings weren't enough. And, uh, starting tomorrow, we're going to have to increase the offer, the pilgrims offerings. So they refer to everyone that's coming there as, as pilgrims, which makes sense. You're making a, tr a trip to better yourself. You're, you're a pilgrim. Um, but then all of a sudden the, the light starts shining up again and, uh, the magistrate realizes that, uh, says they're awake. And what he's referring to is he's referring to Jen and Kira. They have awoken and we see them now they're sitting in, in a balcony, uh, or in like these nice seats near the crystal. And evidently they've been sleeping and the magistrate didn't want them disturbed. And again, it goes back to they're so old that they they haven't been involved with the crystal. They've left it up to others. And, uh, you know, the magistrate doesn't want them to be interrupted. I have a feeling that this character is going to be an antagonist through the story. Like he has full power as long as Jen and Kira are, uh, sleeping. Uh, so it's, it, he immediately is like, you know, go, go back to your slumber. 
there's nothing to fear. A, a cloud crossed the sun and interrupted light. It's restored. See, everything's fine. All's under control. I remain, I remain fully in charge. So, like, that's very important to this character. He's constantly talking about how he's in charge. He has it under control and everything else going on. But then we have the guards coming in. They interrupt, and they're, they're like, we have the fugitive. And uh, the fireling introduces uh, herself and says that her name is Therma because uh, the, the, the Jan and uh, Kira want to know like who is this why have you come here and she's like uh, I am Therma uh, which makes sense it's uh, it's Therma T-H-U-R-M-A but T-H-E-R-M-A you know would be like thermal uh, so dealing with fire and everything else so it's an interesting play on words there uh, for the name of the character um, but she says I, I'm just looking to for you to share the crystal's light and the magistrates like share it it was willed to the gelfling uh what offerings have you brought for and then he gets cut off by uh jen and says uh child uh how do you intend that we share it and she says a sliver is all it would take to restore the fires of my home uh i think I need a shard. And she goes, I want to shatter your crystal, please. So the fire, and it's just this, this begging creature and it says to be continued, but it's this creature that doesn't see anything wrong with, with shattering the crystal to share with others. But obviously that's what caused the dark crystal to occur before. And the dark times to occur was that the crystals were shattered, um, or the crystal was shattered. So obviously they're not, interested in going back to that which i'm sure we'll we'll find out as we go on i am really looking forward to reading the rest of the story now that i've read the first issue i am very eager to see how the rest of this plays out um so i will probably i I might take the rest of this with me on my trip so i can read the rest of the story and then maybe i can come back in a future episode and and tell you guys how the whole thing was but i really like this first issue uh, we don't really see the Urskex, so I don't know if we're going to see them again. I'm sure I would think we will, or will we see them broken out into the Mystics and the Skeksis again? I feel like you kind of have to go in that direction somewhat. Um, I'm wondering if we'll see the Gartham, the crab creatures. Um, but like I said, I really liked this first issue. I really liked the art in it. I thought the art was done really well. I like this new character of Therma. Uh, it really adds to more of the, the characters. There's more lines from Ogra with, within the story. I love reading her dialogue because I can just hear the character from the movie in my head. Um, yeah, this was a really good issue. I really enjoyed it. I love seeing some of the new creatures that they put in here. Uh, and it just really adds some more depth to the world. There's obviously been a hundred some years between, uh, the movie and this story. So there's even given a lot of room in between to tell what has happened, what, what has led up to this point of the story. Um, obviously not a lot has happened recently in this story, but that doesn't mean stuff didn't happen, uh, that couldn't, that couldn't be told, uh, that happened in between. Uh, really like that, while it might be out of character for them somewhat, I can also see after years that Jen and Kira just are like, hey, everything's going fine. 
Uh, we're just going to leave it up to others and we're just really tired. And who knows, maybe the crystal is doing something about causing some of that, uh, causing them to be this way. It'd be interesting. I don't know if this will, if it'll be explained in the story, but it'd be kind of interesting to find out maybe why they are acting this way, why they're not involved, because they obviously were very involved before. Um, but I also remember something about like from the movies that the, Gelflings were not necessarily adventurers or anything like that in the past. That Jen was kind of an anomaly when it came to that, and Kira herself also was an anomaly. So, um, yeah, I'll be very interested to see. I loved seeing the podlings again. I remember that them from the movies and how they were sapped of their essence. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm really liking what I saw here. Uh, so at least I'm going to go and read the rest of it. I want to say, I'll have to check. I might be missing one issue of this particular series. Um, it's either this or beneath the dark crystal. Um, but I feel like I'm missing, missing issue four of one of the two. So I'll have to look to see if I'm not missing anything from the power of the dark crystal. I will definitely take the rest of this with me on my trip so I can read the rest of it. Uh, if I'm missing one issue, I will order it so that I can, uh, finish reading this, but really liked this issue. Really glad that I, I read it for this episode. Um, I want to hear from you guys though. Like, are you looking forward to the dark crystal Netflix series? Have you read any of this, uh, of the Archaea stuff? Like, have you read the creation myths, uh, books? Did you, did you read the power of the dark crystal? Are you reading the beneath the dark crystal? Um, I really am interested to kind of hear what you guys think. Like, what do you think of Labyrinth? And the, and they've been doing stories like Coronation and everything else through uh, Archaea Boom Studios, um, which I haven't read those yet either. So uh, I have all the issues, but I haven't read them. Uh, so I would really love to hear what you guys thought of The Dark Crystal as the movie. I'd love to hear, you know, if you've been reading anything else. And, and if you're looking forward to the Netflix series like I am, uh, Lisa, I felt like this was kind of timely. I wanted to cover something very recent for you guys because uh, I we just haven't covered anything, any recent comics with you guys. Uh, we've been going back, which I know you guys enjoy those also, uh, going back and reading the original series and stuff like that. But I want to be able to cover every once in a while some some modern day stuff. And, and this one came out in 2017, so it's not super modern. It's a couple years old, but it, it's way more modern than some of the stuff we've been covering. Um, and this was a product of the eighties. 1982 is when the original movie came out. So, um, I'm sure I'll cover something with labyrinth in the future as well. Uh, again, it's a, it's a big favorite of mine, but, uh, yeah. Tell me what you guys think of, about this. Do you guys want to hear more modern comics? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be like stuff like this. It could be anything like the, uh, the ghostbusters comics that are out the back to the future ones that came out, uh, not that long ago. I'd be happy to review some of those, like go over an issue, the first issue of some of those things or, or continue going through some of the issues. If you want to hear me go through more of these issues, the dark crystal, the power of the dark crystal, I'd be happy to do that too. Like I'll read the whole rest of the series, but if you guys want me to go issue by issue and cover it with you guys, uh, like, did you find this interesting to hear about like where the story is now hunt, you know, a hunt a century later? Um, let me know. I'd be happy to cover these, as, this stuff as well. Uh, obviously it's not a very long episode to do this. Uh, so it doesn't take up a lot of time, 
And, you know, maybe it can just be some extra Star Joe's episodes. This one wasn't necessarily an extra Star Joe's episode. This was just so I can get something else out there for you guys. That was the point of doing this was I wanted to get some more material out for you guys before I left for my trip because I didn't want it to be three weeks or, or longer before you finally heard another episode. Um, and this just seemed like the right time to cover an issue like this. So uh, tell me what you guys think. Uh, I really want to hear from you guys. Please, you know, send us an email at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send me what, what your thoughts are with it. Uh, and I want to read those in a future episode. So, uh, please send us an email. Uh, I do want to thank our Patreon members. Uh, there's Jonathan Morgantini who does the just roll with it, uh, podcast, which is a, Dungeon Dragon style role playing game in taking place in Middle Earth, so in Lord of the Rings and Hobbit world and everything. Uh, then we have Will Bell who does Dudes in Toyland, and we have Jason Pravat who does uh, Pop Culture Carolina on Instagram. He did send me his website link. Uh, I he sent it to me, I believe today or yesterday. Uh, Jason, I, I'm not ignoring it. I, I want to take a look at, but I want to be able to devote some time to it to really take a look at it for you. So I might get a chance to look at it on my trip. Uh, if not, I'll look at it one, once I get back home and I want to give you some honest feedback on, you know, what's great about it. Maybe if, if I have any tips on how you can improve it, I'll, I'll do that too. Uh, cause I know that's, that's what you'd like is just some honest feedback on how you can make it better and, and uh, what is working for it, everything like that. So uh, I want to be able to do that for you. Uh, I thank all of you guys uh, for listening to the show. And if you're brand new to the show, welcome. Uh, I know that the Star Joe's fan page on Facebook has been blowing up. Chuck, has, Chuck, Between Chuck and myself, we've been posting different memes and different things to talk about. And I would say in the last... 30 to 60 days, the Star Joe's page has increased. The fan page has increased by almost a hundred to 150, almost 200 people. It's almost 200 people have found the Star Joe's page just because we've been posting those hilarious memes and stuff like that. It's all still related to stuff we love talking about on the show, but, um, but that's been cool. And I'm hoping that some of you found the podcast and checked out the podcast because you liked the stuff you were seeing on the page. And now hopefully you're enjoying the podcast also. Um, check out Patreon. Uh, I just released a three hour episode where I go on crazy tangents. If you like this episode where it was just off the cuff, no editing, nothing else going on. Didn't know what I was going to talk about. Didn't know what direction I was going to go in other than I knew I was going to talk about this comic and I was going to talk about the original movie. Outside of that, I didn't know what I was going to end up talking about. That's what you get with the Patreon episodes. I cover the previews catalogs, uh, for comics, uh, just about every single month. And then I go, as I'm talking about that stuff, I talk about the stuff I'm reading and I, and I go on crazy tangents. I, <laughs> I covered some weird topics, uh, recently on there. And, uh, when I look back at it, I was like, man, and then you also get some clues into my life as far as, you know, what things are going on for me, where my emotions are, where, uh, you know, whether it's highs, highs or lows or anything like that, you can find that type of stuff on the Patreon account. You're going to get the geeky talk. You're going to get the, the story talk and you're going to get just life talk. You know, just if you ever want to get a clue as to 
where what crazy tangents my mind goes into the patreon channel is the best place to go and you can access all those episodes there's i believe there's it was my 21st episode i released on there um it's three dollars a month for that uh and you can access all 21 episodes and uh there'll be more coming and i'm looking forward to doing more of those uh i'm hoping once i get back from my trip that i will also have more video reviews that I'll be doing again. Uh, I want to get back into doing those. It was a matter of finding time to do them. Um, and it was also clearing out the space where I was doing my recording cause I let it get all jumped up. It's all cleaned up now. So, uh, that'll help also. But, uh, yeah, it is now a quarter after one in the morning. So I really appreciate you guys, uh, tuning in for this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked me covering something again, more modern and something a little bit off, still Star Joe's related, but a little off the normal tangent or normal path of Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers, all that type of stuff. Uh, love the Dark Crystal. I think it's it's awesome, and I hope you guys do too. So uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and close the episode by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.